0: Hello friends, welcome to the Mongolian Adventures podcast, a place for stories about Mongolia for adventurous kids. Get comfortable, snuggle in, and let's begin. Let's begin. Minjin woke with the sun, Jack the camel nudging her awake and out of the comfy spot where she had fallen asleep, curled up in between his humps. She would be sad to say goodbye to this new friend, a calm and wise camel who had kept her company and showed her even more of the beautiful Gobi Desert. But she didn't belong living with a caravan of camels. For one thing, she would certainly get thirsty before them, and hot for that matter. She laughed a little at her own thoughts as she changed her clothes, packed up her backpack, and got herself ready for another day of travel. The Gobi had been full of surprises, and now she was off to what she expected would be the next one, a valley that was meant to have ice, even in the warmth of the beginning of September. Jack got her to a mouse transport spot not far from where he was set to graze with his camel family. I guess this is goodbye, she said, sliding off from his neck down to the ground as he bent his long, knobbly knees to the ground and stood up again. "'Not goodbye. Just see you later,' Jack said, smiling at her. "'Who knows when we'll get to see each other again. "'You might end up being a Gobi Desert Mouse "'and seeing me every time we cross paths in the sand.'" Minjin imagined herself flying through the desert on a little truck, the wind whipping around her ears and tail. It sounded fun. "'You never know,' she replied. "'You might just be right.'" "'Until my next trip to this part of the desert, I hope you stay strong and well.' "'Of course,' Jack answered with a smile. "'I'm a camel. Strong and well is my middle name.' With that, he turned and returned to his caravan, his steps steady and strong, slow and peaceful. Minjin ended up waiting at the transport spot for nearly two hours, fanning herself with a hat and trying to keep cool in the warm morning sun. The ice canyon would feel great after all of this sunlight. She couldn't wait to see it. The driver picked her up and she joined a few other mice already on the tiny mouse bus as they headed to Yothinam, also known as the ice canyon. She awoke from a nap as they bumped into the parking lot of the entrance to the canyon. Minjin could tell it was a popular spot, as there was an actual place for humans to park their cars, and there were even signs and tables with some other humans selling things. In her pack, she had a letter for Jack's friend, who he had said she would be able to find here at the entrance to the canyon. He was a horse, and she was anxious to find him so she could make good on her promise to share the letter. She followed the other mice as they stumbled out of the bus, hoisting their hats between their ears and their backpacks onto their backs. They all headed towards the small gathering signs meant for mice, and she went towards them as well, peering about for any horses she might be able to see. At the meeting point, mice tour guides were dividing the mice into groups, those who just wanted to visit the canyon, and those who wanted the whole do you want to live and work here tour. Minjin wasn't sure which group she should put herself into, and instead of deciding, got distracted by a group of horses waiting over next to some large rocks in the grass. She walked away from the mice organizing themselves and headed towards the horses, picking her way around rocks and grass to get there. Much smaller than the horses, she wasn't sure how to get their attention and avoid getting stomped on by their massive feet. Um, hello, she tried. The horses didn't move, except the swishing of their tails, which continued as they munched grass. Hi, I'm Minjin, I'm looking for a friend. Still nothing. She took a deep breath and tried to shout, Hello, I need to find a horse. The horse nearest to her turned, startled and shaking her head. Are you crazy? I could have stomped right on your tiny mouse head. Don't shout at a horse. We are very skittish. She shook her head again, huffing and tossing it about. I'm very sorry, Minjin said. I wasn't trying to startle you. It's just hard to say hello, and I wasn't sure if you could hear me. Oh, I could hear you, the horse replied. I just was waiting until I was sure I wanted to talk to you. Minjin didn't know what to do with that. She looked around. Should she turn around and find a different horse to ask? Were there other horses to ask? Go on, the horse continued. What do you want? Um. Okay. I'm Minjin, and I was just in a different part of the Gobi near Bainzak and I met a camel named Jack, and he asked me to give a letter to his friend Amar Sachin, who lives and works here. She ended her words on a question, even though she wasn't really asking a question at all. But man, this horse made her feel nervous. Over there, the horse said, motioning with her head towards a horse standing by itself and drinking water from a small creek. That's Amersachen. Thank you, Minjin said, bowing her head to the horse in what she hoped was a respectful way and scurrying towards the lone horse by the water. She slowed as she neared Amersachen, hoping he would be friendlier than the horse she had just spoken to. Before she could say anything, Amr Sahin lifted his long brown head and looked directly at her. Greetings, mouse. You don't look familiar. Are you new around here? He said kindly. Relief rushed through her body. Of course he would be nice. He was Jack's friend, and Jack was the nicest camel she knew. He wouldn't be friends with someone mean. Hi, I'm Minjin. I have a letter for you from Jack the camel, she said a little shyly. Amarsakhin was delighted. Jack! Oh, I love Jack. He's so great. Goodness, I haven't seen him in forever. How is he? Where are you from? How'd you end up here? Jack is good, Minjin said, relaxing into a smile. We met while I was visiting Bainzak, and he suggested I come here to explore a different part of the Gobi Desert. I'm from Ulaanbaatar originally, but I'm on my home search and ended up down here. I've been exploring ever since. How amazing, Amersakin said, as Minjin lifted the letter out of her bag and considered how she should give it to him exactly. Horses couldn't exactly hold letters in their hands they didn't have hands. How should I um give this to you? she asked, feeling silly. Amersaken laughed. Yep, no arms or paws over here, just four trusty legs and hoofs. Why don't you read the letter to me? That's probably the easiest way. Minjin did, reading Jack's words slowly and carefully, and listening as Amr Sakin responded to the words, smiling, laughing, and nodding to himself. Afterwards, Amr Sakin offered to help Minjin explore the canyon. You really shouldn't go by yourself, he said. Oh, why not? Minjin asked. Don't you know what the Yolhinam is named after? Amr asked, preparing himself for the hike into the canyon. I don't, she said. I just know that there's supposed to be some cool ice here. Well, that's one thing I guess, Amr replied. But Yol is the word for vulture in Mongolian. This is the vulture valley, and they are still very popular here. Mice shouldn't go wandering off by themselves, not without the protection of other mice or animals." Minjin shivered and looked to the sky, wishing she wasn't so small and tiny in the grass. Don't worry, we'll go together, said Amr Sahin cheerfully. This is my job and I'm great at it. As they began the walk down the sloping land, Minjin climbed up onto his back and then made herself comfortable. She already felt safer being up tall and protected by Amr Sahin's fur. So you said this is your job, Minjin asked. How does that work? Yes, Amr bobbed his head up and down as he continued to walk next to the water running next to them. My job is to help the humans get up and down the canyon. And sometimes, like now, I take a special animal friend too. Do you ever get tired of going up and down the same path? Minjin asked. Not really, Amr said. The amazing thing about the canyon is that it's always changing. You see how we follow the stream here alongside us? Minjin nodded, looking down to where they walked next to the water in the stream next to them. The water is always moving and changing, whether it rains or is dry, whether it is cold or hot, and then the grass changes. The flowers grow and die, the plants, the trees, the animals along the way, the rocks. It is never, ever boring, he said. Plus, Amr continued, there are new and different humans here every day so I get to learn about them and listen to their conversations and find out where they're from and why they're here. I'm always learning from the earth and from the visitors. They continued to chat as they headed down further and further into the canyon, the walls of the rock growing narrower and the water growing deeper and wider around them. Amr Sahin picked his way through and around the water, winding his way across the path and deep into the canyon. The sun was now shaded by the long rock walls forming the valley, and it was cool here in the shade, a relief from the sun. They reached a point where Amr could no longer fit, and he stopped, telling Minjin to jump down and explore a bit by herself. She followed the path until she could see where there would normally be ice, but there wasn't any ice, just more water and rocks cascading downwards. As she watched the water, she turned around, almost bumping directly into another mouse who was bent over, dipping something into the stream. Oh my goodness, I'm so sorry, Minjin apologized, stepping backwards and trying to steady herself on the slippery rocks. Not at all, I'm sorry I didn't see you coming. I was distracted by this, she motioned towards all of the containers and bags sitting next to her by the stream. I'm Honda the mouse said pushing her glasses up on her nose and reaching her paw out to shake Minjin's. I'm Minjin, it's nice to meet you. And you, Honda said. Can you give me a hand? Minjin bent down and started to help Honda fill her buckets with water. Can I ask what you are doing? Minjin said quietly, trying not to interrupt the work Honda was so carefully doing. m mm, yes, Honda answered. I'm collecting samples so I can do experiments back in my lab. I'm trying to measure the amount and type of water here in September and what minerals and rocks and other things can be found in it. Oh, so you're a scientist? Yes, I am, I'm an ecologist. I study the relationship between the environment and the things that live in it, and I am particularly interested in Mongolia and how its environment has been changing Changing more than the normal seasonal changes? Minjin asked. Yes, more than usual, Honda replied. So, for example, this canyon is famous for having ice throughout the whole year. But now we're in September and there's no ice. That never used to happen. Minjin nodded thoughtfully. Why is it changing? Ah, the million dollar question, Minjin. There are lots of possible explanations, and it's my job to try to sort through them and think about which one makes the most sense with the evidence. It's a giant scientific puzzle, and I'm in the middle of collecting the evidence that is the puzzle pieces. Whoa, that sounds like a lot of work. It is, and as you can see, I could really use some help. How am I going to get all of this back to the transport stop? Oh, I have a friend who can help us, Minjin said. She helped Honda gather up all of the containers, and together they struggled with them back to where Amursachan was waiting. Minjin introduced them, asked if he could help, and they loaded up all of Dr Honda's materials onto Amorsachen. Soon they were back to the transport stop, and Minjin had said goodbye to Amursachan, and helped Honda load her things into the back of the bus. Well, there you go, Minjin said, wiping off her sweaty paws on her pants. Honda turned to her. Where are you headed next? Minjin smiled. I'm still figuring that out. I guess I'll take the next transport and see where it heads. Oh, no way. I'm claiming you right now. Can you come with me and help while I get some more samples for my research? Really, even though I'm not a scientist? Yep. You can be my research assistant. I'll teach you all about how the Mongolian environment is changing, and you can help me collect what I need. I'm in, Minjing grinned, a research assistant. Now she needed to find a way to call her mom as soon as they got somewhere with a phone. Her mom would be so happy to hear she had found the next thing to do. And when she thought about it, she was happy too. She had toured the Gobi, and now she was about to see even more of Mongolia and its diverse landscapes. What could be better? Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Mongolian Adventures podcast. You can find more information about the podcast, as well as lesson plans for educators, at www.mongolianadventurespodcast.com. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Mongolian Adventures Podcast, And on Twitter, we're at MongolianADVPod. We'd love for you to draw a picture or create artwork based off of today's story. Send us your pictures at mongolian.adventures.podcast at gmail.com, and maybe you'll see it featured on our social media. Until next time! May your adventures be big and your dreams even bigger.